Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up. Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs. Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Blog Talk Radio. Let's keep it Afternoon, good morning, depending on where you are at the sound of my voice. God bless you. This is Elder Coilette James, and you have tuned in to It's Real Radio Talk Show. Um, we are we are grateful. We are very, very grateful to meet with you once again in the airwaves and to to just share the our heart with you and what God has placed on our heart. And um, you know what? We are living in such a phenomenal time, such an incredible time in the Lord where he is just moving on our behalf and um, setting us up for great things and carrying us through the fire so that we can come out as pure gold and just doing so many incredible things in our lives. But sometimes we kind of get caught up either in the hype of who um, people are saying that we are or we get caught up in the things that are going on around us. And when we get caught up, it causes us to put on airs and to fake it until we can make it and to live our lives behind a mask. We um, put on different masks from day to day, from different points and times of the day. Sometimes we have a, a mask we wear at home within our marriage, and then we have another one we put on for our children, and then we have another one we put on at work, and another one we put on when we go to church. And there's just all of these intricate little um, social events in our lives that sometimes cause us to hide behind masks. And what God had placed on my, my heart for today for us to share and to talk about um, was the phrase, is it real or is it Memorex? Now, some of you younger listeners may not even have a clue what the heck Memorex is, but back in the day of the cassette tape deck, <laughs> when, when things were being recorded on cassettes, there was a company by the name of Memorex, and they would have these commercials, and the commercials would – 
claimed that, you know, the Memorex recording was so real that you would not be able to tell whether or not it was live or if it was Memorex. And so that was a saying that we had back back in the day, <laughs> back in, in, in that period or era, um, was is it live or is it Memorex? So um, I don't know, that just dropped in my spirit when I was looking for a topic for tonight's show. But the bottom line is because we wear so many different hats, and a lot of times in wearing those different hats, we put different masks on to go with the hats. But I heard something in church this morning, and it just, like, just set the light bulb off within me. And it was so profound to me. It was so profound to me. And it was dealing um, – with basically not living up to our greatest potential and who God created us to be. And this was the statement. It says, no one should be forced to deal with a lesser you. Let me say that again. No one should be forced to deal with a lesser you. And that was incredible to me because when we were putting on these masks and these facades and and these different airs and what have you, we are asking people or we're basically saying to ourselves, first and foremost, before we're asking people to do anything, we're saying to ourselves that who God created us to be, that intricately woven, unique individual that God created is not good enough in its own self, in its own right, just in who we are, that it's not good enough. So we have to um, give, give to the people, whoever those people may be, we have to give to them a different version of who we are. And so that's really saying that, you know, uh, I'm trying to force you to deal with a lesser me because there is no greater you than the one God created you to be. So we need to get into that place in our mind and in our mindset that we stop trying to put on these airs or wear all these different masks and things that we hide behind. If you um, have ever seen, I, I guess, a, a playbill, from the theater. If you go to the theater, I know um, in major metropolitan cities they have theater all the time. And, and you get a playbill when you go to the theater, and the playbill is basically um, telling you who the characters are um, in, the, in the play and, and giving you some history in their bios and the background on the play, et cetera, et cetera, and, and, and the, actually the, the order of, of how the play is being presented. But normally on the front of that playbill, there is a, a mask or um, what is it? I guess you would call it an icon that um, is two masks, and one of the masks is, is a smile and the other mask is a frown. And um, those masks represent, um, it's it, it, it likened it to hypocritical, but I, I, can't, I can't remember the exact word right off the top of my head right this moment. Of course, it will come to me when this is all over. But part of being an actor was being a hypocrite, and that's what that mask represented. Because you're not being who you are, you're being hypocritical, whatever, whatever, um, is where it stems from. I believe it was from a Greek word or something like that. Anyway, when we're putting on those masks, then we really are being, <coughs> excuse me, hypocritical. <coughs> oh, excuse me. We really are being hypocritical because we're not being who God created us to be. 
We are presenting one thing, and we are something entirely different. Excuse me, one moment. I just got to run right quick. <coughs> we have to learn to take those masks off and to be the best person that we can be, and that is that original person that God created us to be. In order to do that, we have to be mindful that we don't get all caught up in the affairs of this world that's going on around us. Excuse me. It is vital that we don't allow our flesh or our feelings uh, get us caught up so that we're, we become fake and phony and, and have to pretend in different situations. Um, if, any, if any of you that truly, truly know me, um, I, am, I am in the epitome of not a fake and phony person. It is really funny. It's like God has blessed me. Um, to put a guard over my mouth, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> something has got to be in the air here. Um, God has blessed me to put a guard on my mouth. However, okay, my face will tell the story. My, my face is not a mask. And if you are in my presence and something is said, my face is going to reflect my feelings. Um, if you are a person that comes into my presence um, and, and you're saying something that mm, I don't believe or I really don't believe you as a person because I believe you're wearing a mask or whatever, my face is going to reflect that. My face is going to reflect that. It's like I wear my feelings on my face. I don't wear them on my sleeve, very tough skin, really, you know, don't allow people to ruffle me that much. Um, but you will see how I feel on my face. So I don't wear masks. Um, I used to. I used to. I will definitely confess that I used to um, in a big way, in a major way, but I don't do that anymore. Um, because you know what, it, it, it's just, it takes too much energy. It takes too much energy to um, hide behind all these different facades, you know. I'm not trying to keep up with the Joneses. I'm not trying to live above my means. I'm not trying to be something or someone that I'm not. I, I just, you know, I don't have time for it. Life is too short. Um, I, I thank and praise God. He has blessed me to see 60 years. If I can't be myself after 60 years, then why am I still in this earth realm? <laughs> okay. But one thing that I have learned over the years is that I am the absolute positive best coilette ever, okay, because that's who I am. I am who God created me to be. I am the best at it, all right? And so if I'm the best at who he created me to be, then why would I need to or desire to present a lesser me in front of others? That That is, to me, a slap in God's face. That is to say that what you did for me is not good enough. It is just not, you know, it, it doesn't live up to um, who I need to be. And 
we have to get to that place in the Lord where we recognize and we realize that, you know, there is no better place to be. There is no better person to be other than who God created you to be. He placed some very, very unique things within you. He has, hallelujah, created such amazing greatness within you. Why in the world would you ever want to be anything other than what he has called you to be? And I think that we get caught up in what society says is greatness and and who society says that we should be. And we're trying to live up to the expectations of others, and we lose who God said we should be. And so we want to encourage you on tonight to be the very best person that God created you to be. Bar none, that is the greatest gift that God has given us, our unique ability to be who he says that we are. We have been fearfully and wonderfully made. We are very unique. We are peculiar because we are one of a kind. We may have similarities. I know a lot of times, you know, children are compared to their parents and so-and-so is just like me and what have you. And I do that a lot even with my daughter because my daughter has more of my, well, not quite my temperament, but she has more of my ways, I think, than my son. They each have different parts of me. It's, it's really it's amazing to see. They each um, possess different traits that can be traced back to me, but in their own right, they are their own individual. I cannot say this one is just like me or that one is just like me because they're not. They possess certain traits of mine, but then they have their own unique way of life their own uniqueness to who God created them to be. And that's that's the beauty of what God has done in each and every one of us. He has created us to have our own uniqueness. So I want to encourage you tonight to stop trying to live up and compare yourself to others because that's not who God called you to be. He called you to be who you are. Think back to Jeremiah. I mean, it will always go back to that before I formed you in your mother's womb. I knew you before. God is the one that created you with his creative mindset. When he thought of Jane or Paul or Sam or John or Judy or whomever you are, when he thought of you, he thought of you with this unique ability that he placed within you. See, because God didn't even have to speak it into existence. His mere thought made you into existence. We talk about the, the, the creative genius of God that he cannot lie because if he says it, it is so. But it's even deeper than that. It's even deeper than that. See, we, we liken God to who we are, so we, caught, we have a tendency to bring him down to our level. But God is so much greater than who we are. So when we're thinking that God had to speak you into existence, no, he didn't have to speak you into existence. He thought you. He thought of what he wanted you to do. He thought of what you would need within you to do that. And he, as he thought that through, he put in you everything you needed. He put in you every single thing you needed. So it's an awesome thing to know that we were created in the image and likeness of God, but we were created with our own unique abilities. So we don't have to hide behind a mask. We don't have to try to be somebody that we are not. We are the best 
person that we could possibly be when we are exactly who God created us to be. And I'm going to um, call in my co-host right now, Tanya Roberts, and I'm going to let her expand on this for a moment. Good afternoon, good evening. How are you, ma'am? I am wonderful, sis. How are you? It's such a beautiful day. I kind of got caught up. And uh, just enjoying, just yeah, I'm just just really enjoying a beautiful day. Just kind of um, give me a favor, kind of just um, reiterate a kind little bit of what you were talking speed? about. Yeah, can you? Okay. So I sure can. I sure can. What what I was discussing um, with our guest is that you know the topic of our show today is is it real or is it Memorex? And you remember back in the day when they had the cassette tapes and um, the big commercial was um, that the sound quality of Memorex was so good that you couldn't tell if it was live or if it was Memorex, if it was the real deal. Um, but we as as individuals, God has created such a uniqueness in each and every one of us. And what we're doing is encouraging our listeners today to not hide behind a mask, but to be who God created them to be. Um, I'm going to share this with you. I shared it with the listeners a moment ago. I heard this in church this morning, and it really touched my heart. It said that no one should be forced to deal with a lesser you. No one forced to deal with a lesser you. So anytime we are anything or anybody that God did not create us to be, then that's a lesser us because the greatest person that we could be is who God created us to be. So I wanted you just to kind of expound on that. You know what, sis, I I feel like it's many things that can kind of lead to that. It's really hard anyway of finding who you are, and who you are stems from actually from the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth, and you were formed in your mother's womb. That was the beginning. And I believe what happens is we get lost in the mixture of it all because when we're growing, we look at our mother or we look at our father, whoever we're around. So whatever they're Mm -hmm. going through at that particular moment and in that particular time, actually because they're really our life mentor until we, we get on our own, we begin to form who we think that we're supposed to be. If we don't really care for or agree with our mother or father, then what happens is when we go to school or we look at rappers or whoever we think or feel is the most of what we think that our lives are supposed to be like, then we become like them. Uh, the Nicki Minajes mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be, we start wearing erratic hair and wearing, you know, getting our butts fixed and everything else because mm-hmm. we think that's beautiful. So we want to look like mm-hmm. that. See, it's so many different things, I, and, and I'm just going to put it out there like that, and I mean that. I remember when I first met you years and years and years and years ago, I remember you had on these beautiful pumps. They were yellow, and I looked at you, and I said, those look just like Barbie shoes. And I remember <laughs> looking up to you since that day because I loved the way you dressed. I loved the way you held yourself, and I began to want to form myself like you. But thank God we had a praying godmother, a praying mother in Christ. Hallelujah. They had to tell me, that's not you. That's not who you're supposed to be. And then we had a strong godmother that I wanted to become like her. And I remember one day saying, I want to be just like you. She said, you better shut your mouth. Because, see, in order for you to be like me, you have to go through what I've gone through. You have to, you know what I'm saying, go through some of the trials that I've had to go through. See, that's what people don't realize. 
When you're looking at other people, I don't care if they're driving a Mercedes Benz, living in a bad house, had the longest hair on their head and got beautiful nails or clothes or however you look at it, they're still, it's still not you. It's who they were designed to be. And you don't even know if that person really even know who they are. They still sometimes yeah. are scripted to be able to be or look like or mimic others. That's what's going on in the world right now. We wouldn't have it. The new natural look came out. Okay, it's good for some, but it's not good for everybody. I'm just going to put it mm-hmm. out there like that. You wear mm-hmm. your hair like that, and, and I'm sorry. It may not even look right. Just because somebody else mm-hmm. did it, that don't mean you can. If somebody else is mm-hmm. wearing this kind of outfit, and if you know you 300 pounds, no offense against it because I'm got dang near close. Hallelujah. But what I'm saying is you can't go out there in the store and put on a size 5 if you know that you actually a size 18. Come on, somebody. You okay. are not, to me, you should not be able, you should not wear the same thing that a size 5 will wear. You know what I'm saying? Like the ripped right. up jeans and the holes and stuff. You should not be looking like a broken can of biscuits. Let's put it out there like that. <laughs> so what I'm saying is this. This is strong to me because with Twitter and Facebook and everything else, I believe we're losing ourselves, our character, who we are. But I believe if you go back to the word of God, where the word of God began, and you begin to be able to spend time with the Lord in Christ and ask him, who am I? See, I had to do that because I had so many things happen to me on my journey that I didn't even know who I was. I just kept looking and flipping mm-hmm. and going towards whatever I thought or a relationship, how I thought a relationship should be and how I thought a friendship should be and how I thought this should be. But truly mm-hmm. know Christ for who he is so he can show you who you are. I hope I answered that question. Absolutely, absolutely, very beautifully. That's an incredible thing. You know, another thing that we have to keep in mind that when we present ourselves to others um, in a different context of what God created us to be, then we are misrepresenting God because he created a special place within us where he dwells and in the uniqueness of how cre- he created us, that is how we show him to others. So when Amen. we step out of character, then we start to misrepresent God. I mean, you and I both can, can speak on, you know, being out there in the world and not allowing the true essence of who God called us to be to come out. We were living really? another life. Literally, really? we were living another life. It was an alternate universe, <laughs> seriously, you know. That's powerful, um, That's powerful. You know what I'm saying? And it did, yes, you I know, do. and it didn't add up. It didn't add up, and we weren't comfortable in it. Yes, we deep. had to force ourselves to be comfortable in it, but we really weren't because we knew that was not who God had created us to be. That's powerful. We had enough sense to know the difference. So when we hide behind these masks and we live lives that are not the, the lives that God created us for and that God desires us to live, then we misrepresent him. And when we do that, then we lose the power that he has placed within us. And then, like you just said, the, the youth and the other people around us, because they can't see the realness of who God truly is, they see this fake and phony God, quote, unquote, they think that, okay, then I need to be like these other people. I need to put my faith and my stock in the things of the world rather than in the things of God. And it's our fault because we're not living the life before them that God has called us to live. That's powerful. And you know what? 
that is so powerful, sir. And that's a true story. Lately, I've been compelled, please forgive me, in my spirit to share with a couple of people that the Lord allowed to come in my pathway that I had to minister to. Is the reason why the Christian people are failing, the nation of Christian people are falling apart to me, is what you just said. Because we're being fake and we're not being real. And mm-hmm. I, when I was out in the world, a saying was game recognized game. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what kind of wig you put on, weave, suit, whatever. You can be in a pulpit, you can speak the best word. You can preach the best message. You would even call yourself prophesying, and that's prophesying. Let me just get it straight, because many are called mm-hmm. if you are chosen. But what's so powerful mm-hmm. about the whole, everything about that is, a, 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 a person that's in the world can see a fake. So it yeah. doesn't matter if they go to church. You can be up there. They can steal, because I, I knew a friend. Right. She sat down and said to me, we, it was, I'll never forget, we went to a church program, and there was a minister sitting on a roster up behind the pulpit. It was about eight of them. All, they was all, I'm going to say straight out, said a lot of them was pimped out in suits and everything, but you had a couple of them that was real. And she went down the line and said, that one I can get his money, that one I can do that, that one looking at, trying to look by, by my dress right now, that one I was sitting there going, wow, how, woo, 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 how do you know that? But when you go out there, you realize it makes you smarter, and you you realize the fake. Now, the thing about it is, you can put on a good act, like a cubic zirconia diamond, because unless you had mm. a fine eye, you can be able to see. You don't know if you got a real diamond mm-hmm. on your finger or not. You can go to That's the jewelry real. store, and they can tell you. So just because you paid ten thousand dollars for it, that don't mean it's real. If you don't know, and yep. you've never studied, and you never looked into diamonds, then don't know the culture of diamonds and what they're supposed to look like, then you will be one that would be faked out. Wouldn't you agree? Mm. Absolutely. But when you read the word of God and he tells you what kind of diamond you are, you can Mm -hmm. be assured when he paid a price that he did for us, when he died Mm -hmm. on the cross, spite of who we are, when no matter what we look like, it doesn't matter if you're three, four hundred pounds, it don't matter if you like candy stripes, he still loves you, then you can be sure of that. Mm. That's an awesome thing. That is so real, so, so very real. You know what what really trips me out from what you just said was, you know, how your friend could sit there and go go down the line and spot the phonies and know the ones that are real. What happens (laughs) to us when we come into the body of Christ and all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying, we forget the knowledge that we gained in the world, seriously, God called us to leave the world behind, but not to come into the body of Christ stupid. You know what I'm saying? We're not of the world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. But he never told us, you know, to come into the body of Christ stupid. In fact, when you get into the body of Christ, your spirit of discernment coupled with your street knowledge of how to decipher the real from the memorex, okay, should be even that much keener. Because you've got the power of the living God within you. I cannot understand how you can take somebody out the street and put them in the church and all of a sudden they become dumb as rocks. I don't get that. Okay? Because he said to us that we should never be ignorant of the devil's devices. 
So how is mm-hmm. it that we can't stop a phony person? I had a conversation just this past week with a dear brother in the Lord. Seriously, and this is this is a good brother. He's you know what I'm saying? Prayer, yes. fasting, yes. ministry in the Word of God. Come on with it. But mm-hmm. he has this 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 thing about him that he trusts everybody. And so I had this conversation with him. Well, excuse me, brother, I don't understand that because I don't trust nobody. Okay, and he looked at me. I said, I'm just being real. You have to earn my trust. I don't meet you and trust you off the bat. And that's the street sense in me because I got to get to know you first. Like my pastor would say, you know, let me smell you, you smell me, and see what's real and what's not kind of story. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yes. I'm not going into any kind of interaction with somebody taking them at face value. That's not who I am. Okay, no, that is not yeah. who I am. And, no, it's not. I, don't, right. I just, for, 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 I just do not, I don't understand how, and this brother was somebody that came from the streets and into the church, but so, so did you forget? <laughs> did you forget? Because I'm going to tell you something, and this is the real. Some of the people in the church are more cunning and conniving than the people that you met out there in the street. So well, I don't think he would have put it right. Yeah, huh? sis, you know what, we do. We we do because what we do is you're you're supposed to be behind the cross to stand for who you are, but I don't believe you should hide. See, there's a difference between standing behind something being protected to me, or hiding behind something. And I believe a lot of people hide behind the cross because they're hiding certain things about themselves, but they use the cross to to be able to to gain leverage and different things with people. So to me, that's called fraud. But to to stand behind it for protection is what I believe we're supposed to do because we're standing on the word of God. You know, right. like you're saying, right. we I do agree. forget. We don't, I, I haven't forgotten where I come from. You know what I'm saying? And then I didn't uh, forget when mm-hmm. I allowed to be out in the world, God allowed me to, and then he delivered me from it. I'd be stupid to forget what I've learned from it because now I can look at people and go, oh, brother. They're saying in their okay. hearts, I love God, but okay. you are there's so hateful. Now, tell the truth, Kenya. There are certain spirits you can see five miles off because you know that Five? Ooh, I'm pretty good, spirit. sis. Yeah. No joke. I think, yeah, saying? I think it's about 50, 60 and some change. Okay. Why am I going <laughs> to yeah. a blind eye and a deaf ear when I know that spirit? But I'm going to invite Again. that spirit in and say, oh, baby, you all right. No, you're not all right. <laughs> right, <laughs> no, right, right. right. Just like, you know, I was, I think we were sharing, a, not last week, but week before last when we were on the show, and I said the Lord had me in Jeremiah. And he was saying to me, man, you got a lot of people that are a lot of lip service saying that they love me and, and acting like they proclaim me, but they don't really like me. And I didn't, you know, I was still, because I was one of those people, I'm not going to lie to you, before I got into the world, and I told my husband, I said, you know why I realized why I went in the world? Because it was a prayer that I prayed. He looked at me. I said, be careful what you pray for. I said, I remember a long time ago saying to the Lord, I'm tired of being you. I'm tired of people taking advantage of me. I'm tired of when I look at people, I, I take people for face value, and I think because if I treat people kind, mm-hmm. people are supposed to treat me kind, Lord. And you know what? And I knew I loved the Lord and I was in Christ because you know what? The people in the world will tear up a fresh Christian. They'll mutilate you and tear you down. You better stand. You better know the word. You better get in the word because they'll make the word sound totally opposite of what you truly believe. And I remember saying that. And then, of course, I meet the devil. 
I lived with the devil, slept with the devil, ate with the devil for over eight, eight years of my life. And let me just mm. say this to you, though. Thank you, Jesus, because I survived the school of hard knocks. I, it made me oh. open up my eyes and see. When I go to church now, I sit down and I promise you, I'm praying harder, fighting the demons around me that are so hateful because they're trying to pay harder attention if my hair is real or not or my lashes is real or not or if my clothes mm. that I have on. So it's sad to me. But when it's all said and done, like you're saying, let's get back to what we were talking about in the beginning. If you don't get into the word of God, if you don't spend time with the Savior, with the Father, you will not even know who you are. People Mm -hmm. taking those, going back into your ancestors, I think that's good to know. But my ancestry begins all the way back to Christ. I know that I've been redeemed. Mm -hmm. I know that I've been saved by the blood. I know that I've yeah. been covered by the blood. I know now that who I am. I know I realize Tanya Roberts don't have to be nobody else. I love who I am. It was good, bad, yeah. and the ugly. Do you get me what I'm saying hmm. to you? And I never thought yes, I'd be able to I say do. that. But I love what God is doing with Tanya. It may work. Some things yeah. may work out for my good. Sometimes it's not. But when it all spins around, when it all comes through the wash, he knows what's best for me. And I love yeah. who I am now. And I thank God for that. Because I didn't know who I was before. Hmm. See, you know what? That's a that's an incredible revelation. It really is. And, and I just kind of want to um, piggyback on that and encourage our listeners, find out who you are. Literally, I think we mm-hmm. said this last week. Get in the mirror and find out who's looking back at you. Who do you see? Mm-hmm. You know, do you see what God sees? That's the key. Ask your father to give you his eyes when it comes to you. We're so busy trying to figure out everybody else. Find out who you are. Daddy, what did you put in me? What did you create me to do? You know, Mm -hmm. don't just exist in life and be so busy, again, trying to keep up with the Joneses and living this fake and phony life that you are misrepresenting God. You are misrepresenting God. Starting today, get yourself, get yourself in him. I got up this morning, and it, it was just so heavy on me, just in a place of worship and repentance, worship and repentance. Like, you know, Daddy, I, I want to be who you said I am, okay? I do not want to yield to the things of my flesh. I want your spirit to be so strong in me that whenever my flesh wants to step out of line, my, your spirit within me can pull it back in subjection and make it sit its butt down. Because we all still struggle with areas of our flesh, things that we don't want to do, things that we don't want to submit to. And these are things that God, I'm not talking about going and doing something, you know, sinning and all of that out in the world. I'm just talking about bringing yourself into subjection of who God says you are, of what God wants you to accomplish and to do. I, I can't live this life apart from him. I can't accomplish what he's called me to without him. And I have to make sure that I stay humbled in that. We can never get to that place in ourselves where we think, I got this. No no problem, God. I got this. No, you don't have this. 
unless you have submitted it to him and you're allowing him to take you step by step, then you don't have it. Unless you can understand and recognize that in a split second, your mind can go someplace that it has no business being. So you have to stay humble before God on a daily basis. We grow. We thank God for growth. We celebrate our growth in him. But we can never grow to the place of thinking that we are so grown we can do it without him. Because that's when we'll start putting on masks. Because we'll lose the connection to our life source. We'll lose the connection to what makes us who we are. I agree and with that. And if you That's disconnect powerful. the vine from the root, the vine will Come die. On. Come on. If you disconnect it from the root, it will die. So we can never think that we have grown up to such a place that we don't need him. Because we do. We do. And you can't, you cannot accomplish what he has called you to without him. So that's why we're saying to you, start with the, I, I, girl, I keep hearing Michael song over and over. You better start with the man in the mirror. Get in that mirror and say, Daddy, what do you see? I'm looking at this image in this mirror, and I see a reflection. But if that reflection is not the true reflection of who you created me to be, then show me. Show me. Show me where I'm missing it. Show me where I need to step up. Show me where I need to release some things. Because we're ever evolving. It's a progression. We're ever evolving into who and what he created us to be. Don't lose sight of your progress, but don't get so caught up in the celebration of the progress that you forget you still got some more to go. So never get that comfortable. You know, again, Winston Churchill had a quote, and his quote was, history will treat me kind. I know because I'm going to write history. In your quest for being who God has called you to be, write your history in the language that God wrote it within you. See, he's written some things in your DNA for you to accomplish and for you to be. So in writing that history, in living out your life, then you do it in what he has put in you, that blueprint that he has placed within your DNA for you to be who you want, who he wants you to be. Stop trying to be somebody other than who he's created you for because then you're going to miss it. I agree. You're going I agree. to miss it. That's beautiful. I, I believe that a lot of ministries are misplaced. I believe mm. that a lot of people that are calling themselves a prophet are not. Mm. And it doesn't mean you don't have the gift. It just means you wasn't called to do it. I believe a lot of ministers out there are doing it because they see other ministers and they think it's fly. They think it's cool. But you don't realize what it really entails. You didn't even read the instructions. You just try to put mm. together the table. So if you try, no, let me tell you something. With anything that you try to build in your life, now check this out. This is a good analogy. It just came to my spirit. I don't care if you're putting together a barbecue grill. I don't care if you was putting together a shelf, a wall unit, something in your house. You want it to be put upright, 
So you you gonna give it a try. So what you gonna do is you gonna read the instruction, right? Basic instruction. Yeah. Put yeah. this A yeah. B C D. It tell you what all the nuts and bolts. So what you gonna do is you gonna lay it mm-hmm. off on the floor, ain't you, sis? You gonna organize it. You gonna put the A's with the A's, the B's with the B's, and make sure all the corks and screws together. Because if I if I'm putting yeah. it together, then I'm gonna go. Okay, it says E. Where's the part E at? Because I gotta put it in next. So you'll do that to make sure that shelf mm-hmm. will be sturdy and the foundation and everything. And if it said to you, don't put it on this type of a foundation or don't do it this, you're not gonna do it because you read the instruction. Mm-hmm. Well, what about yeah. the Word of God? That is basically mm-hmm. it's called the Bible. What is called the Bible, the acronym is basic, basic illustrations, right? Basic, basic illustrations before, before leaving, leaving earth. earth. Before leaving earth. So what's wrong with applying the word of God to your life to find out if you are putting your foundation on the right foundation, if you're putting the screws and the bolts that you need? Because, see, one thing, see, I know my sister, you, you, sis, you elders, you hold a gift that nobody else can hold. You can get in that computer. You can figure out things and numbers and planning. You're the bomb at that. But I may not be good at that. So what I, I ask the Lord for is what am I good at? Well, I have the gift mm-hmm. of gab. I can go. To, I can do mm-hmm. this. I can do that. That may not be for the next person. But what makes it wrong? Because when you do the math, he's going to give you what's best for you. He's going to bless you according yeah. to your faith, according to your works, according mm-hmm. to what you put in it. So what is wrong with that? Wow. That's so real. That's so real. You know, it, it's you got to read your manual. You got to read. Got to read the manual. Oh, that's powerful. You got to. You got to. You got to. You should be able to find yourself in the book. It's really that simple. When you go to the Bible, you should be able to find yourself in the book because you're in there. You're in there. It may not say Tanya Roberts. It may not say Coilette James, but it does say an heir of salvation. It does say I've been adopted into the family of God. It does say that I'm an heir and a joint heir with Christ, but it also says that I will reign with him if I will suffer with him. We're in the book. So the same way the Old Testament testified to the coming of Christ and the word of God says that we were in him before the foundation of the world was laid, we're in the book. Learn your true identity. Learn who you were created to be. If you start in the word, then the Holy Spirit, who is the teacher of all spiritual truths, can align himself with you and teach you the specifics of who you are. And that's vital. That's vital. We, we, we need to find out who we are in the Lord and live that life, live the God kind of life, the life that you were created for, the life of abundance, the life of abundance, abundant wisdom, abundant knowledge, abundant understanding, abundant spirituality with the gift of the spirit in full operation within you. They can't operate fully if you don't even know you possess them. Learn who you are in God and stop wearing these masks and stop trying to be who man says you need to be. You need to be who God created you to be. And that's the crust of the show. 
Take the mask off. Let us not have to decipher whether you're real or whether you're memorex. Just present the real you who God has created you to be. Say your goodbyes, Miss Lady. You know what? I want to say God bless. I pray that you all know that your gifts will make room for you. And if you don't know who mm. you are, then you don't know where your gifts are. So they can't make room for you. Yeah. It's only make you yeah. we're trying to be, you're trying to some, accumulate someone else's gifts. So I pray that you find out what your passion is quickly and find it. I love you guys. Awesome, awesome. We want to remind you that we are now airing live at a new day and new time. Sunday evenings at 5 p.m., so tune in to the live show, call in. We love to talk to you guys. You guys are always so quiet, but we would love for you to join into the conversation. It's real talk on real issues. It's real. Have a blessed week, and we will check in with you again next weekend. God bless. Let's keep it Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.